It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, December 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, still in the lockout, still uh, and not a lot of news to report there. Uh, other than uh, the big news in baseball, I guess, over the weekend was Buck Showalter being uh, named the, the manager of the Mets. So he takes over the dumpster fire that is uh, <laughs> over there at City Field. Uh, I guess uh, congratulations to Buck Showalter, but really that was of, of the candidates that they, they interviewed, uh, I, I believe former uh, Cleveland hitting uh, coach uh, assistant, Matt Kataro was one of the, uh, the candidates there. He made it to the final round of interviews, uh, but they decided to go with uh, Showalter as, uh, as the experienced guy, really the only guy who, really sort of fits the bill to sort of lead this sort of circus that's out there in, in, in New York right now. Yeah, Joe, you called it a dumpster fire and uh, uh, Walter is the fire extinguisher. He, he can, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's managed in New York. He's managed, you know, three or four different teams. He's taken teams to the postseason. He's a veteran guy. He's a no nonsense guy. And like we said before, uh, Francisco Lindor is not going to be standing on second base, giving a thumb down, thumbs down to the fans with Showalter as a manager. All right. And, you know, uh, yeah, I call it a dumpster fire. And that's just because of the circus that sort of surrounds uh, the whole situation. But, you know, you go into it with Francisco Lindor. Uh, you know, you've got the, the polar bear in, uh, in Pete Alonso. You've got uh, Max Scherzer signing for, for at least three years. So it's not like he's coming into a situation that's uh, completely bereft of talent. This is a, a, a manager who's, who's going to get uh, a, a Cadillac. It's, it's just what can he do with it? Yeah, just a really, he's got to be excited about this. Uh, you know, like you said, Scherzer, DeGrom, um, you know, they, uh, um, you know they, and you've got an owner, the richest owner in baseball, that's, that's shown he's willing to spend. And Shoney's, you know, if you're in contention, you know, at the all-star break, you know, they're going to make moves. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Showalter and uh, Steve Cohen coexist because, you know, <laughs> Buck is uh, kind of a little bit of a control guy. You know, he likes, if the guys aren't, if the clubbies aren't folding the towels rights, he, they hear about it. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting, but this is the, I think this is the guy they need. They, you know, right. there's a lot of talent there and, 
and they need somebody that's been around. That's you just can't be a rookie going into there. Found that out with Mickey Calloway. Right. And and if he's not in contention at the All-Star break, uh, you know, it might be a very short tenure for uh for, for Buck Showalter there uh as well. Uh what's the difference between we have Buck Showalter? Obviously, he's he's a, a little a little older there, uh definitely very experienced. What's the difference between the feeling of this hire? And, you know, last season's big hire in Tony La Russa to basically take over a similarly situated, uh, you know, Chicago team and, and, you know, what he was able to do there. Yeah, that's a great comparison. I didn't think about that. But, you know, we've seen, you know, for for the last several years, you know, uh, teams have gone with younger and younger managers, more analytically inclined managers, more guys that the front office can basically control. You know, that they're going to tell, you know, it's a joint uh, project. It's not the manager is the face of the franchise. And, but La Russa and uh, Showalter are kind of face of franchise managers, you know, along with uh, Terry Francona. Those, there's, only, there's only a few of those guys left. So, you know, maybe, you know, they, maybe that's a trend. I, I just think you needed some stability there. You needed some experience. And Showalter certainly has that. Yeah, and you needed somebody like you. You pointed out that that whole situation with the thumbs down uh, message. That the you know somebody who you're not going to pull that kind of stuff with uh, the 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 personality and the force and the gravitas. That's what you know Chicago you know thought they were getting with Larusa, and they and they they did to a degree. There there was a there were some periods there during the season where it was like, oh, has he lost the clubhouse? Or, yeah. You know, were there any, any questions about that? And and I'm sure Show Walter will go through the same thing. And, and in New York, they'll blow uh, they'll blow up every little perceived slight. You know who knows, but but yeah, it, it'll be be very interesting to see. And you know, also consider that they've got the defending World Series champions now in their division. And you know, that's a that's a thing that 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 race that that division now uh, it, it was already one that everybody sort of looked to and looked at, and it's it's going to continue to be that way. Uh, but, Boy, Steve Cohn, you, you throw more money in, you get you, you get all sorts of, you know, different sort of uh, calculations and things you have to think about when uh, when hiring managers and, and dealing with all that. So, never a problem here in Cleveland, right? Never uh, the richest owner in baseball is never uh, never going to be an issue here uh, in Cleveland. I, I don't. It would be a luxury that uh, an issue that we would love to deal with. Definitely, Joe. That's uh, a little money doesn't hurt, you know, you know, to have some flexibility doesn't hurt. And you'd like to see uh, what Antonetti and Chernoff could do if they, uh, you know, they could do some broken field running here in the free agent market and, you know, Mm -hmm. do what they need to do with this uh, with this club and fill some holes on this club. And uh, because, I mean, when you have money, you don't have to be a genius. You know, you go out and get you sign the best guy. And, and if you don't sign the best guy or if you sign the best guy and he doesn't perform, you, you just pay more money and get the next guy. And then that's, that's what that, the, the, the bandaid that sort of that money sort of, you know, cures things with uh, it's fun to, to watch Antonetti and Chernoff, you know, sort of make lemonade out of lemons. Not necessarily. That's not a good, good, good comparison. I, I can't say what I want to say uh, in terms of language, but they, they do the best with what they have, and it's kind of fun to watch them succeed when they do. Uh, as far as making money, uh, we, we saw the, uh, the Guardians put out uh, an, an email, and they, 
They said there's an opportunity between now and December 31st for fans to purchase uh, basically the equivalent of an opening day ticket. Uh, they've never put opening day tickets on sale uh, sort of this way. Uh, we know that the opening day, that first game is, is always, uh, it's usually always a sellout. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the, the best sort of uh, attended games of the year. Um, right now, as low as $49, you can buy uh, basically the, the right to pick your opening day seat for, for March 31st. Uh, when the Guardians open as their first game as the Guardians. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of tough to uh, bang the drum during a lockout, but uh, the Indians are doing the best you can. they can, I guess. You know, they put the spring training tickets on sale, uh, single-game tickets went on sale Saturday, and now this uh, promotion. Uh, so I think, you, you know, if you can't, if you're not going to talk about your team, one, <laughs> you, you've got to kind of put put it out there any way you can to get it in front of the public eye. Yeah, how do you advertise this? Come see our players. Uh, no, <laughs> no names, no names yet. Come no names, see our please. players on the field. <laughs> yeah, uh, I you can't blame them. You're right. They're still a business. They've still taken massive financial hits with this pandemic, and you know we haven't even gotten into the whole situation about how. Uh, this new variant is spreading and, you know, every other league is shutting down right now. Who knows what's what's going to happen and how it's going to affect baseball. But uh, you can't blame the Guardians for trying at least to to be out there and and, you know, generating some sort of revenue because uh, we, we, we want them to be able to survive. That's uh, that, that's the, the number one thing. Definitely, Joe. I mean, hey, you got to think outside the box in these kind of situations. And that's what they're doing. Uh, I, I, speaking of thinking outside the box, I, you put up a, uh, a really interesting, uh, subtext question and you put it out there to the, to the readers before we get to our, uh, our prospect of the day, John Kenzie Noel, uh, who we're going to talk about here in a moment. Uh, I wanted to run through this with you, uh, just the, the, the Christmas, uh, gift suggestions for the guardians. Uh, Hoinsey, I, I really liked it. Uh, your, your number one gift suggestion for the Guardians for the front office a trade that would bring them a bat and can supply 25 to 30 home runs, 80 to 100 RBIs, and can play any position. Boy, just right off the bat, just asking for the uh, the sun, moon, and stars that's like that's like the big gift under the Christmas tree every year for every kid, right? That's right, the the, the Schwinn bicycle. Let's go, the 10 speed. <laughs> What would what would have been the uh, the young Paul Hoynes equivalent to that uh, that thirty home run hundred RBI uh, bat for the Indians? What growing up, what was that number one gift? <laughs> yeah. My dad, uh, my dad got us got me a pair of boxing gloves one Christmas, <laughs> and me and my brother proceeded to beat the beat the hell out of each other every day. <laughs> it was like a fight every day, so it was. <laughs> That's, I don't know if that was the best, the best Christmas present I ever got, but that's the one I remember the most. Well, if if the two of you were fighting each other, then you weren't uh, you weren't getting into too much trouble uh, elsewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that that's got to be what the philosophy was? Uh, yeah, I think the uh, the the twenty five to thirty home run, eighty to hundred RBIs, boy, that would uh, that would be the the be all and end all Christmas gift of all time for uh, for the Guardians. Uh, your number two on that list was uh was for Terry Francona. Yeah, you know, you know, just 
have a healthy season and be able to, to spend 162 games in the dugout and uh, be as healthy as he could be, you know, no, no more setbacks after two years. I mean, he deserves a, a turn in luck here. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a healthy Terry Francona, an active and participating in all media interviews, Terry Francona wouldn't just be a gift for the guardians. It would be a gift for those who cover the guardians on a daily basis. I think uh, we all, we all want to see Tito back uh, in the dugout in the pregame and the postgame interviews uh, because it's just better when Tito is there. I, I think we can all agree on that one. Uh, your, your number three on the list uh, went to the, the, the club's former Cy Young winner in uh, Shane Bieber. Yeah, just, uh, you know, a, f- a healthy season, a strong right shoulder. And I think uh, if, if Bieber is healthy, you know, as, as Bieber goes, so goes, you know, the rotation and so goes the Guardians, I think. You know, he's reached that kind of status as a, uh, you know, starting pitcher and number one pitcher. And, you know, I, th- I think he only made 16 starts last year. If he makes 30 to 32 starts, you know, the Indians are, I mean, the, the, the Guardians are in the right going in the moving in the right direction all right you're number four on on your list for uh uh guardians christmas wish list here uh is for paul dolan now now this one sort of made me think back to uh the 80s when the cabbage patch dolls were all the rage and you'd go into the department stores and you'd look down the toy aisles and all the aisles would be just completely bare and empty uh paul dolan what's your, your 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 wish list for for paul dolan well, I, I hope he finds a minority owner. And if, if uh, this guy has, the, you know, the option to buy, you know, perhaps purchase a majority share eventually, you know, I hope, I hope this works out because, uh, you know, I know he's been looking, uh, Paul Dolan has been looking for a, you know, a new owner to replace John Sherman and buy John's shares. And, uh, you know, the, the more financial stability a, a team has, the better, you know, you can, they, they can, improve the roster so it gives you more chances to improve the roster yeah and I just I just get the 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 image that I get is Paul Dolan walking down the aisle at Target (laughs) and all the all the shelves are bare when you're looking in the uh in the department where minority investors and uh you know future (laughs) future partners are are uh stocked I think it's uh it's been a long search and it's it's one that hasn't really produced much uh uh, much fruit yet so we'll we'll see and finally on the list uh you throw one in there for for zach Plesak. yeah <laughs> you know no no other pitcher could it be the starting pitcher when your team gets no hit uh three times in one year other than than Plesak. and uh i just hope when if this happens again he's on the winning side of this thing the indians what haven't had a no hitter a pitcher throwing no hitter since large lenny barker in what 40 years ago so 40 years do yeah, it's it. It has been a lump of coal every year in the uh, in the stocking when it comes to no hitters for the Indians, or uh, for for Cleveland since then. Uh, so maybe Zach Plesac will uh, will change that. He came close in Seattle, man. I thought sure we were going to have it uh, last year. So uh, last year in Seattle, he was close. It was probably one of the closest uh, uh, that the Indians had last year. So well, with the exception of Tristan McKenzie's near perfect game. So. Yeah. Uh, now we had uh, subtext subscribers respond to that uh, and, and give us a couple of suggestions of their own. Uh, a couple uh, couple of readers wrote in uh, a catcher that can hit over 200. So maybe uh, maybe that maybe we'll find one of those under the Christmas tree. 
uh, a summer with fans in the seats. Uh, I think that would be uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, we, we saw what it was like uh, two years ago when there weren't fans. So, yeah, I, I think the summer uh, with fans filling the seats might, might be even better. Um, investors are often known as angels. So would this be uh, – would, would Dolan's suggestion be maybe a, a guardian angel? Would that be – I like uh, that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, total recovery for Josh Naylor. I think that's, uh, that is definitely a, a great Christmas wish, uh, Christmas uh, wish list. Uh, gift uh, would love to find Josh Naylor total recovery from his broken leg uh, just a horrific scene last year and to see him uh, progressing is is always good uh, and finally uh, I, this one from the 330 area code I think uh, a settlement to the lockout that would be the ultimate Christmas gift but to yes. wake up to wake up Christmas morning to come downstairs and look under the tree and see Rob Manfred and Tony Clark cuddling together in their Christmas pajamas uh, and everybody having a, a, a good old time. I, I think uh, in, in harmony and unison, I think that would be perfect. Uh, uh, the, the, the ultimate uh, holiday wish list right there. Definitely Joe. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't like the uh, imagery that I just created of uh, Manfred and, and Clark, but <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll soldier on. All right. Uh, really quickly. We want to jump into our, uh prospect of the day added to the 20 uh, added to the 40 man roster on uh november 20th and that's john kenzie noel uh an interest, interesting guy uh dominican uh third baseman slash first baseman i don't know i don't know if he's gonna ever play third base uh, uh for cleveland i don't ever i don't know if he's ever gonna play for cleveland uh it, it it's uh he's very young 20 years old uh, added to the 40-man roster, but the numbers that he put up uh, in the minor leagues last year, despite missing time in uh, June, uh, just completely eye-popping. And you can, you can let me run through these numbers really quickly, and you'll know why he was added to uh, the 40-man uh, ahead of this deadline. Uh, and then I just want to get your thoughts on him, Paul. Uh, in 265 at-bats, he hit 340 with a uh, 1,005 OPS, 19 home runs, 66 RBIs. Uh, this guy was definitely getting the job done at the plate. Uh, started at uh, Lynchburg. Uh, he was actually started at the Complex League out in Arizona. Uh, was at Lynchburg and uh, Lake County. Uh, you know, the, in Arizona, he was doing his rehab. So, uh, really, this is a, a kid who they basically put on the 40 man because of all that potential there. Yeah. Joe, just uh, really, like you said, an interesting guy, young, 20 years old. Uh, some of the scouting reports I was reading online said this, he's already had exit velo up to 119 miles an hour. You know, he's a big pull, happy, uh, you know, big pull, happy power. Um, and, you know, he's hit righties and lefties pretty well last this past season. 363 against righties, 12 homers, 48 RBIs, 300 against lefties, uh, seven homers, 17 RBIs. Um, and he's also uh, with uh, two outs and runners in scoring position, 385 with eight homers and 25 RBIs. So this guy's dangerous. Yeah. And, and really his, his calling card, his, his big ticket here is his power. And, and his ability to hit the ball hard because uh, everything really 
he, he, he doesn't really run the base as well as his feet aren't all that great. And that's why they're, they're looking at him as a, an option at first base as well. Uh, if he, if he can't play third, but, but really, if you're, if you're looking at what he does well outside of hit long home runs, uh, you, you're sort of looking in a, in a bunch of different places. Yeah. He's got a good arm. I don't know. I, I was wondering if you could move him to the outfield possibly, he's, you know, they said they like starting reports like his arm strength, but if he doesn't move too well, maybe that's, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if that's a factor in this. And, and right now I, he sounds like he's still growing. I mean, six, one, one, one eighty, one ninety. you know, you know, he's going to fill out. I, I think he's a little bigger than that now, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's I, what I, think, I think he is getting a little bit bigger and one eighty seems a little bit low. I don't know where we're, uh, where the, uh, um, MLB pipeline was getting those numbers, but uh, as because from what I've seen on tape, he's he's actually looks a little stronger than 6'1", 180. Uh, it, right now, being 20 years old, being on the major league uh, 40 man roster, uh, does and with the the positions stacked up in front of him the way they are, uh, is is he really a, a candidate for some sort of trade? Uh, based on his performance from last year, which is off the charts, and the timing of things, uh, would he be a, a prime candidate to be included in a, a trade to acquire an established outfield bat? You know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, Joe. I mean, you know, A, they put him on the 40-man because they don't want to lose him in the Rule 5. But you also, you know, you kind of, you know, you know <laughs> cutting off your nose to spite your face, too. You know, because you start his option clock now. He's only got three options. You only have him really for three more years if he's up and down. Uh, so, you know, I guess, you know, you, he is kind of a – I think if you, if you think – if you put him on the 40-man, you know, that means you, you've got indications from other teams that people are interested in. So maybe that can entice – he's part of a package here that you can bring in an established hitter that you can control for a little while. Well, and another reason you don't want to lose somebody who could be a trade asset like that. And maybe if you can move him before the start of the season, before he gets a chance to go back out there and, you know, and show any sort of a drop off from last year, which uh, I'm not saying that that's the case, but right now you've, his, his trade ceiling is, is, has never been higher. His, his value has never been higher in terms of as a prospect. So it, it, they could probably sweeten any deal with a guy like this, knowing that the positions that he plays, they have depth at those positions in the system. I mean, it's not like they're, they're, you've got two or three different guys at the major league level, at least. You're not hurting yourself uh, to, to play first base. Uh, of, of course, there's a lack of power, uh, you know, throughout the entire system, and that's what you're, you're sort of, uh, banking on is that you can you can get somebody uh, to play an outfield position and, and, and sort of fix that uh, controllable bat, but uh, you'd be giving up somebody who's uh, em emerging and developing power and somebody who, you know, if you wanted to wait three years, could be helping you at the major league level then. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that this, uh, you know, uh, Noel is part of that 2017, you know, international free agent class. I'd like to find a guy, all those scouts, get the, all those scouts that, 
that put that class together because Rocio, Tanya, uh, you know, Bac, uh, who's the Bracco. Other second base? Aaron Bracco. Yeah, Bacco. And a bunch of those guys are all in that class. I think all those guys should get a raise because <laughs> these guys are certainly, you know, coming to the surface now. They're populating the 40-man roster. Right, yeah. It's If you look at it, uh, that 2017 international draft class, all those guys you mentioned, uh, with the exception of Aaron Bracco, are are now on the the forty man. So, uh, and and Alex uh, Alex Free Planez is also, I believe, not yeah, on, yeah. on the forty man. But, but they they again. signed they signed Noel for a hundred thousand dollars signing bonus out of the Dominican. So, you know, if this kid keeps hitting like he does, that's a that's a heck of a deal. That's a, that's a that's a Jose Ramirez like deal right there. If you a, uh, that if certainly is that, yeah, that's a good point. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, today's edition of the podcast. We will be back again tomorrow. Only, uh, only what, four more of these to go before uh, uh, the end of the year. We're, we're going to wrap up on Friday and take a, a week off after that. Uh, we will be back with you again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 